Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself, honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I think we all have that friend who is so good at everything. I mean, they are intelligent, they are talented, they are kind, and because of that last bit, you just can't hate them for it. That is Camille Andros for me. This woman can do anything. Whatever she touches is gold. A year ago, I had Camille on the show to talk about what it was like for her to publish a children's book, which was Charlotte the Scientist is Squished, from no real literary background. She went to school for different things. She had science um, kind of interests, and then she became an author, and it was no magical trick of her own. She went through the process with us of what it took for her to get there. Well, she's released a new book called The Dress and the Girl, and it is beautiful and so timely. I'm going to let Camille introduce that to you, but what she's here to talk about today is how she has continued to develop herself and find herself in her pursuits. Now, Camille is a mother of six. She knows what it's like to try to squeeze in time for your own advancement. Camille's going to share what this looks like in her own life and to share about this book as well. Now, at the end of the episode, I will share with you about a giveaway she and I are doing together of one of these books, so stay tuned for that. And a little forewarning here, since it is summer, (laughs) my kids and, oh, my kids, they still kind of made an appearance in this one. They are in the background a little here and there, and I had to hold my baby for half of it. What can you do, guys? It's a little bit of a circus. I did my best to edit most of it out, but you might hear little bits here and there. So thank you for bearing with me. And I figure an episode where that has to happen, it's a good time to do it with a mom of six who knows what it's like. I love Camille. I'm so grateful she would be back on the show for me. And let's get into our discussion together. I want to welcome back to the show, Camille Andros. Hi, Camille. Hi, Monica. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's so fun. You know, since we aired your episode a year ago, you have released another book and we've kind of been (laughs) seeing each other on all these like-minded mindset kind of groups. And um, I just love becoming real life friends with my, with my guests. And I just had to have you back on to kind of hear about what it was like to create your and publish your second book, because you talked about this idea in our very first interview, which was really, really fun that it, it came to fruition here. So first, how about you tell us about your new book and then we'll chat a little bit more about what the process was like getting this out there. Okay, great. Uh, So my book that launched or it comes out August 7th is called The Dress and the Girl and it's about a little girl and her favorite dress that is made by her mom and they live in a little Greek village up in the mountains and they spend each day together and our best friends. And one day it comes time for the girl's family to immigrate to the U.S. And so they do that. And in the process, the girl and the dress get separated. And so the dress spends the remainder of the book looking for her girl. 
and she travels all over the world looking for her. And then one day when the dress is hanging in the window of a shop, uh, her girl that is now a grown woman and has her own daughter walks by the shop window and sees her dress hanging in the window and remembers all the experiences they had together and she brings her home for her own little girl. Oh, that is such a good story. And, you know, we we have a copy. Our kids are obsessed with Charlotte the Scientist, both my <laughs> boys and my girl. Um, and they, it's, like, no different with this book. They all love this one, too, but it is so different. Um, yeah. It's different in yeah. tone. It's different in style. It's different in the illustrations, for sure. How is it different for you? Yeah, it is. It's totally different. I think it... As more of my books uh, come out, you'll kind of see more of me as a whole individual, I guess, because I really love quirky, funny, silly, you know, books and things like that. But I also love beautiful, lyrical, quiet books and stories. So you, I think you'll see that reflected in both, well, in my writing, in my books. So. <laughs> well, that makes sense because from what we learned from you with our interview last year is that you are a really diverse, inter- interesting person. You have a lot of different passions and uh, different talents that make you who you are. So I'd love to see that reflected in what you do. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about how was this different getting this book out there than Charlotte the Scientist? So it, it was Fairly similar, actually. Um, so Charlotte sold first, and that was we sold that in June of like 2015. Uh, I'm going to get the years wrong here because it's been yeah, a while. It goes fast too. But we sold that in June, and then for the dress and the girl, we sent that out on submission uh, in December and had a lot of interest in it right away, which is really fun. And so we had an auction for that in January after the holidays. So that was super fun, a really fun day. But it's also hard to say, and this is like, seriously, I'm not complaining at all. It's like the best problems in publishing to have is trying to choose which publishing house and which editor to work with. And um, this just was the perfect fit. This one is published with a different publishing house. Charlotte is with Um, Houghton Mifflin Clarion and the dress and the girl is with Abrams so I was really excited to get to work with the team at Abrams and they're amazing and wonderful and I'm so excited to have the book out in the world. You know, it's funny because you you started from, I mean, it's like you went to school for creative writing. It's not this, Charlotte the Scientist was something that you were able to get picked up off of Twitter, and you you shared a lot more about that process in our interview together last year, um, so I'd refer people to that. But I love hearing just like the evolution of, of you as a writer in general, and then as a serious, published, respected writer. Um, how have things been changing for you in your own work? Um, I feel like uh, it, it's interesting because the stuff that I'm working on now won't see the light of day for a few years, you know? So it's, it's and the stuff that's being published right now is like me two to seven to 10 years ago. Wow. You know? <laughs> 
So it's kind of, I started writing the dress and the girl, you know, I think I mentioned this in our last interview back, you know, I had the idea, I think eight years ago, eight, wow. 10 years ago. Oh my goodness. So it's been a long time coming for this book. So I don't know if that answers your question, but the stuff that I'm working on now are, I've been writing some other picture books. I'm also heavily working on a novel, YA novel that um, we talked about last year. It's changed a lot. I'm really hoping to have a draft of that finished by the end of the month. And me saying that will give me some accountability to <laughs> try and do that. I was trying really hard to get it done before the kids got out of school, but just a lot of things combined and it didn't quite get there. But I've well, written, six kids uh, is probably one of the of- big reasons. <laughs> that's that's going to get uh, busy. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was curious too about if you saw now that you know officially, like I am a published writer, has that changed how you are working? Um, has it changed like how you view what you're doing? Um, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I feel like once we fully identify ourselves as something, it Mm kind of frees this, us up to actually do it better or to be more fulfilled by it instead of just wondering about it. I, I think that would be everyone's hope. Right. And I think that's something that probably, well, I mean, I don't know if every profession feels this way, but I know for sure with writers and there's a lot of imposter syndrome. And so even as I'm a published author, you know, you go to like, I was just at the American Library Association conference, which is the main big, huge conference. They have two of them a year where you get to meet all these librarians from all over the world. They have the award ceremony for the Newberry Caldecott banquet that I was able to go to. And like, that was so cool for me. But at the same time, you're there and you're like, oh, <laughs> you see all these other people that are have accomplished all these other things. And um, and I'm, you know, just have a, one book out with another one coming, you know, so it's easy to compare yourself. And but that was something I really tried to work on while I was there to be like, you know what, I don't need to compare myself to any of these people uh, because we're all at a different place. All these people have been doing things for a different amount of time than I have. And so I think playing that comparison game is what takes away your joy in the process and in um, being able to feel good about what you're doing. So if that's, I feel like if I am grateful and practice gratitude every day for where I'm at and all the amazing things that I've had, then I'm able to keep that comparison at bay. So that's totally a tool I use in my box to try and counter that, uh, that comparison and the imposter syndrome so easily creeps in anybody, I think, hmm. really. Let's take a quick break here. Now, I am so excited to tell you that the workshops I'm holding are almost sold out. The one in California has about a handful of tickets left. It is in Northern California on August 25th, and the workshop is called Get Over Yourself, How to Ditch Perfectionism, Step Into Your Gifts, and Make Real Progress in Your Life. And that's uh, for sale still. I have a code for you called 2PLUS in all capital letters if you buy two or more at the same time. 
now my bigger workshop that has been so stressful but so fun to organize is September 28th and 29th in Draper, Utah. I have two guest teachers, Kim Christensen of Talk Wordy to Me and Rachel Nilsson of the 3 and 30 podcast. This is called the Rediscover You Workshop. It is a two-day, 24-hour event that will be unlike anything you've attended before. It is not a speaking event. It's a real workshop. You will be diving deep. You will be learning at a better level because of this and come away with real ways you are improving yourself and your life. Our goal is to reach women who are lost. Now, almost all the tickets are gone. I have less than five available right now. Um, the code for the month is August in all capital letters to save $25. For you, my listeners, I'm offering a special code only for you. And I will only announce it here on the podcast. If you want to get $35 off, that's an additional 35 put in the code LISTENER in all capital letters. That's LISTENER. So that's for the Rediscover You workshop. Again, there are just around five tickets left. And I'm just loving this. So excited to see these things come to fruition. And my my goal now is to over-deliver for you. And that's what I'm going to do. Let's get back now to my conversation with Camille. Oh my goodness, 100%. I know I've I've experienced this and continue to experience it off and on as well. And what you're saying about comparison is such a, a common um, thing for all of us that we can apply to whatever our situations are, whether that be being a good stay-at-home mom, <laughs> being a good stay-at-home mom, or, you know, a really professional career woman. We're all going to feel that way at some point. Um, how does it tie into your sense of self, too? You're great. He's awesome. I think being able to understand my why in everything I do, whether it's being a mom, whether it's being an author, being going to schools and doing school visits uh, with with students, my why, if I can figure that out, which I have, is to share love and light with the world. You know, I do that. My children. I do that through my books. I do that through speaking appearances and things like that. If I can share that love and light through the world, then that gives me my sense of self in any aspect of what I'm trying to accomplish. Does that make sense? Does yes. that what you're talking about? Yes. And what I love about that is that you're able to apply that to all areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we aren't just one thing, right? We are yes. so many different things and there's so much to each aspect of a person. And if we have a sense of what we really want to do or why, then that really helps in understanding and figuring out where to spend that time, you know, at any given point. I think also being present really, I know that sounds odd, but one thing I've really struggled with is mom guilt, right? Being, you know, when I get a project done and someone needs something at the school or someone needs a ride somewhere or someone needs something or something at the store or any things that come up and I get that mom guilt a lot and I always default, oh, well, that's what I should be doing. So I'm going to go do that. So I'm going to go do that. But then I don't get my, hit my something. And then I'm feeling bad about that. And, you know, it's kind of this cycle of where you go spiral downward pretty quickly. 
But I figured out if you can't, if I am really present in my work, like when I am doing my work, I'm 100% doing my work. And I let my kids know and whoever is around that this is what I'm doing right now. And from this time to this time, I am going to be doing this and I'm all in, you know, then I can know when I'm done with that. Okay. Now I'm going to be all in at my kid's soccer game, or I'm going to be all in playing this game that with them that they want to play or taking them to dance. And I don't have to worry about the other thing. And I'm, as I'm a hundred percent present in all those areas, which I mean, I say a hundred percent present, like that is the ideal, right? That's what I strive for. Does it happen all the time? Of course not, but that's what I'm striving for. And that helps with, so I feel like if you're focused on guilt and you're feeling guilty, then that's the energy you're going to project to your kids. And then they're going to take that and be at least in my experience, whiny or needy or, you know, like that. I want to know what is something that you have learned since we last spoke that has changed things for you, both with your work and your, your motherhood and your life. Like what is, what is something you learned? Oh, I, I feel, I actually re-listened to our podcast from last year. I listened to it in preparation for this and I feel like that was like life a lifetime ago almost. You know? I'm like, wow, it's only been a year, but it feels like a lifetime of things that have happened in between now and then. But one thing that I have done that has made the biggest difference, I think, is um, I've started working with a coach for creative entrepreneurs. And I know you know Preston, Preston oh, Myers, yeah. who I've been working with. And um, he doesn't know I'm saying this. I don't get anything for saying this. It's just some, I'm, I'm like one of those connectors, you know, Malcolm Gladwell that talks about mavens and connectors and things. I feel like I identify as a connector and, and something has worked for me and that I love. I just want to share it with everybody and be like, you know what? This is awesome. This has worked for me. Maybe it'll help you too. So that's kind of, that's what I'm doing here is, so I've been working with coach for creative entrepreneurs, this Preston Pugmire on a whole slew of different things, you know, learning some skills that I need to move my business forward as an author, which is basically what we are as an entrepreneur, as we market ourselves and do this stuff. Uh, but also um, getting my mindset right and changing the way my attitude and the way I process all the ups and downs of motherhood and publishing and, you know, trying to run a business. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. And so being able to focus on that, that I feel like that has been a huge, huge uh, difference in what's, what I've done in the past six months. My goodness. Well, I mean, this is, this isn't meant to be an ad for Preston. He was on the show uh, earlier this right. year. He had a fantastic podcast yeah. episode. And after I chatted with him, I signed on too. <laughs> Because like, holy cow, you change things. And he totally has. And I think the key there is the mindset piece. So I definitely encourage people to check out. He has a Facebook group that is free um, for creative entrepreneurs. And he also has a podcast that is free too. So I'll connect to those. But yeah, like it changes everything. When you have someone to kind of highlight um, what your real thinking is even better than you can. I think that is so illuminating, whether that's a friend or a counselor or a coach. It it helps. Right. Well, and one thing that is so it that I didn't think about it this way, but Olympic athletes 
all have coaches, right? They are at the top of their game because they have someone coaching them and telling them and showing them their blind spots and having them work on those things. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody that makes it to the Olympics, let alone getting a gold medal that doesn't have a coach. And that doesn't work on the mindset piece, because this is something I've I've chatted with my husband a bunch because I've started doing my own coaching as well, just on a much smaller scale as I'm learning this. But he's like, I I hate the word coach. I'm like, I I get it. But, you know, you have to think about we we think it's so weird when people are applying this to their personal and professional lives. But, yeah, I tell them about what about athletes? We talk like you see them doing their pregame rituals. They have to imagine themselves being at their final game or like their final. Yeah, they do all these principles and it's not only accepted. It's something that we love to learn about in the Olympics and that um, we admire and try to replicate for sports, but what about your personal life? That's what this is. Yeah. yeah. I know I talk about this in my school visits. I talk about Michael Phelps putting in the videotape. Oh, That's what his coach says. You know, he's like, put in the videotape. And Michael Phelps trained in the dark and would play exactly what would happen in a race over and over and over so that when something happened, like a goggle malfunction, he could just shut his eyes. He knew exactly how many strokes he had to do to get to the wall. And he broke a world record doing that because he had, you know, visualized winning that race a hundred times or more probably, you know, and he knew what to do. So we talk about, I talk about that in school visits is, you know, visualizing like how picture book writing is just like creating the life that you want to create. You have to imagine it first in your head and then you write it down and then you work on it and practice and practice and you know, make it fine tune it. And so I I talk about that a lot, but I have two stories of mindset application. Well, the first one that really hooked me, um, on the idea of coaching (laughs) or working on my mindset was, um, Preston asked if I would be willing to be live coached in the Facebook group. And I was like, ah, a little nervous about that, but okay, sure. Why not? Oh, what have I got to lose? So I, I did that. And one of the things that I was frustrated about was lack of support from or marketing backing from uh, publishers because I felt I felt at the time that if I wasn't a certain type of person <laughs> that I wasn't going to get the backing from the publishing house to become a successful author because that is so crucial to a book's success is having support and um, I. I felt at that time a little frustrated by that. And so we did some mindset work on that. And seriously, not even a week later, I think it was just a few days, I got an email from my publisher saying, we are so excited about your book. We want to send you to New Orleans and present, you know, to the, all these librarians from across the nation. I mean, it's, an amazing opportunity. And then, you know, they have an email list full of things they're doing to support my book and get it out there. And and like, that is exactly what I was talking about. And it was almost like magic. (laughs) It was like, wow, mindset really makes a difference. And I was still like, was that just a coincidence? Or was that a fluke? And I had to go to like, I had to, I got the opportunity to go uh, 
do a workshop in Utah for a writer's conference. And I had a group of writers in this workshop and we decided to work on some mindset stuff. And one of the writers there was frustrated about her um, search for an agent. Lots of writers want to get an agent uh, to, cause that really helps you get your foot in the door in the publishing industry. And she'd been working on this for a long time and was really wanting to do it. And so we did some of those mindset exercises and just, and all it is, is just thinking at the level of the solution of what you want to accomplish. Like, what am I committed to? I'm committed to, you know, finding and writing great books and doing this and doing this instead of focusing down on the problem of, oh, there's no one's going to want my stuff. There's too many people that are emailing. My stuff won't ever get stand out from the crowd or, you know, it's easy to get down there and think I've got all these rejections and I'll never make it. But so we shifted the mindset and I got an email or a text from this, one of the women in our group, the one that was frustrated with the agent and she signed with an agent like a couple weeks ago. And I was so, <laughs> I was so excited about that. Like that was so amazing. So changing my mindset around things has made all the difference. I've sold more books since then. You know, it's just a lot of things have happened that, you know, helped me to focus on I'm doing and at the level of the solution and not worry about what other people are doing don't compare just be grateful and um you know things will work out <laughs> amazing i mean we it's so weird that we live on opposite coasts we are in different kind of fields but i feel like we're the same person i'm even down to your connection with your story of michael phelps i literally have been using that his story in my workshops too um on mindset love it it is crazy that's a great example you know yeah and we've but we've been on the same path too of just learning how important it is and changing what we do based on it both within our homes and within the these things we're doing on the side that are just creating so much more magic in our lives so Camille this has been awesome like really really good I love chatting with you I love your book where can people find you and your book Thank you. Um, so I am on Instagram at Camille Andros. That's probably the best place to find me. And Camille Andros on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, but that's a great spot to find me is on Instagram. And the book is going to be anywhere books are sold. You can support your local independent bookstore and find it there, or you can find it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or any of those places. I I'm so excited for people to get it and to see it. And I think it's such a pertinent, I had no idea when I was writing this. I mean, it was eight years ago that I started writing this book, but it's an immigration story. And it's really close to my heart right now with everything that is going on in the world. And it can be used as a conversation starter with your kids on how to build empathy, how to talk to them about what's happening, but also I want the kids that this is happening to, to see themselves and know that we want them and we love them and that there is hope and they, there is a way to have a new life here. And um, so it, it's so much more relevant than I ever dreamed it would be right now, but um, it's a book of my heart and I'm really excited for people to read it. So. Thank you. I mean, it would have been just as good eight, 10 years ago, but it wouldn't have been as relevant and as necessary. So 
that's crazy to think about too, Camille. I am, I'm going to buy this like multiple copies of this book to give out <laughs> as gifts this year too, because I love it so much and I love what it teaches. And I love you as a person too. You're just incredible. You're, you are promoting that light and uh, goodness in the world that you have been wanting to. Thank you so much for being my friend and being on the show. Oh, Monica, thank you so much for having me. And I'm just excited to continue our friendship and keep working on this stuff together. It's fantastic. I really appreciate all of your support. Thank you. You got it. See what I mean about Camille? She's just one of those people that you can't help but cheer on her success because she's doing the same for you. I really had a hard time entitling this episode because there were so many amazing things I wanted to highlight that she taught us. Um, not getting caught in the comparison trap, knowing your why, mindset, but ultimately I settled on mindset because that has been the big takeaway for me these past uh, six months to a year as well since we last chatted, Camille and I, that we have both been learning this mindset piece and how empowering it really is to work on cultivating the mindset you want to have because it is something we can do. In my show notes, I've linked to Camille's website, Instagram, and where you can get her books, especially her latest book, The Dress and the Girl. On Instagram, if you follow me there, you'll be able to uh, join the giveaway. The giveaway is going to be for The Dress and the Girl. All you have to do is follow me and Camille and then leave a comment saying that you've done that. And I actually would love an extra comment if you can just share what you learned from her episode with me today. Leaving that extra comment will give you an additional entry. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'll be here next week with another great episode or two. And until then, take care of yourself.